Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are ready to read the letter uh, Philemon. Uh, this is a letter from Paul who was in prison at the time in Rome to Philemon. Now Philemon, I'm not sure where Philemon lived from what I've read and seen. Uh, I don't know exactly the connection between him and Paul except that it sounds like there was um, they already knew each other that they were already acquainted with each other that perhaps Philemon had actually seen and heard Paul and you know had been converted possibly through Paul um, definitely Onesimus Onesimus was a slave of Philemon's and he definitely had been converted by Paul because Paul calls him his child his spiritual child spiritual child sorry about that um, so the story was kind of like this Onesimus was a slave in Philemon's household now I don't know what his duties were or any more detail than that but he from the sounds of it he stole something and he fled now he probably stole something or took something so that he would have the money to flee what did he take I don't know was it truly something he stole or was it really something that he thought was his again I don't know so but this is a letter Onesimus fled <clears throat> fled Philemon and whatever city they were in and he went and saw Paul I don't know how this turn of events how all this occurred but he saw Paul he was converted became a Christian it could have been he even became a Christian before this but I, I'm again I'm not 100% clear on the turn of events so I don't want to try to say I know exactly what happened and how it happened but the gist of the matter was that Onesimus took something fled and here Paul was sending Onesimus back to Philemon with this letter pleading for Onesimus to be freed but still accepted back as a worker in Philemon's house. Now, how and why this was, I don't know. I have to assume that to some degree Onesimus wanted to return, but as a freed man. I mean, that's the only thing that really makes sense. Onesimus must have wanted this in some manner. Uh, because I otherwise maybe he would want to be freed but he wouldn't want to necessarily go back and return to work for the man so that's just my thought on that again I can't say that I know all the details but that is the background as I understand it Anesimus had fled and now Paul was sending him back with a letter pleading for Philemon to release him and it sounds like that Paul had a previous contact and knowledge of these people so and sounded like he he really expected Philemon would indeed free Onesimus and keep him on as an employee thus changing his status and as a brother in Christ of course but as an employee still so this would this was all for the purpose of helping Onesim, Onesimus uh, you know to become a freedman which was an important status especially in those days um, back then 
slavery was not uncommon. Uh, it was something that happened for a lot of different reasons. So anyway, I'm going to start reading this letter and we just need to remember that the intent and the idea is to try to get Onesimus his freedom but at the same time it really does sound like he still wanted to stay in the employ of or work for Philemon. Maybe this is just both of them, you know, maybe that's just where both of them were born and raised. That's his home and that's where he wants to be. I don't know. So I'm going to start here in verse 1 of Philemon. Now I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. So now starting in verse 1, this is Philemon uh, chapter 1 verse 1, the only chapter. Uh, and I am reading in the Amplified Bible. Paul a prisoner for the sake of Christ Jesus, the Messiah, the Anointed, and our brother Timothy, to Philemon, our dearly beloved friend and fellow worker, and to your wife, Aphia, our sister, and to Archippus, our fellow soldier in ministry, and to the church that meets in your house. Now, I want to look here. All right, so the, uh, the belief here from reading at where they meet in his house that they are in actually Colossae or some people say I think people have said to me that it is Colossae I always want to say Colossae but uh, Colossae anyway the Colossians so Philemon is a part of the Colossians now according to this note in the Amplified Bible and I don't know how I'd missed that before or if I had just forgotten that but so so it sounds like Philemon was one of the Colossians. So, and to the church that meets in your house, grace to you and peace, inner calm and spiritual well-being from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I think, I thank my God always making mention of you in my prayers because I hear of your love and of your faith which you have toward the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints, God's people. I pray that the sharing of your faith may become effective and powerful because of your accurate knowledge of every good thing which is ours in Christ. For I have had great joy and comfort and encouragement from your love because the hearts of the saints, God's people, have been refreshed through you, my brother. Therefore, on the basis of these facts, Though I have enough confidence in Christ to order you to do what is appropriate, yet for love's sake I prefer to appeal to you, since I am such a person as Paul, an old man, and now also a prisoner for the sake of Christ Jesus. So here <clears throat> Paul is saying while he feels confident that if he ordered him to do it because it's appropriate, Philemon would do it, he preferred to appeal to him to do it. He would prefer that it not feel compulsory like Philemon doesn't have a choice. He would prefer that Philemon make the right choice and do the appropriate thing. So he's appealing to him as a brother in Christ to do the correct thing here. So, in verse 10, <clears throat> I appeal to you for my own spiritual child Onesimus, whom I have fathered in the faith while a captive in these chains. Once he was useless to you, but now he is indeed useful to you as well as to me. I have sent him back to you in person, 
That is like sending my very heart. I would have chosen to keep him with me so that he might minister to me on your behalf during my imprisonment for the gospel. But I did not want to do anything without first getting your consent so that your goodness would be so that your goodness would not be in effect by compulsion but of your own free will. Another example of what he's kind of alluding to before, I don't want to just take from you uh, and act like it's your you know your blessing without your consent but rather I would rather have it really be a blessing from you so that it's actually a good deed that you're doing and not something that you had no choice in because if you don't have any choice in it it's not really something you're voluntarily doing it's not something you're really doing for the Lord or for others if you have no choice in the matter then you have no choice in the matter you're just doing it it's not it's not like you're doing something for someone else you just have no choice in the matter so you're in essence doing it for yourself All right. <clears throat> so perhaps it was for this reason that he was separated from you for a while so that you would have him back forever no longer as a slave but as someone more than a slave as a brother in Christ especially dear to me but how much more to you both in the flesh as a servant and in the Lord as a fellow believer. Here again, making it sound like Onesimus, <clears throat> Onesimus would return to duties, return to being an employee for Philemon rather than a slave, but still be more useful to him and still, you know, be, uh, a, I guess, a servant. You know, a servant is a lot of different things. It's not just, it's not a slave. It's not necessarily an employee, but it can be. So, all right. Uh, verse 17. So, verse 17. So, if you consider me a partner, welcome and accept him as you would me. But if he has wronged you in any way or owes you anything, charge that to my account. I, Paul, write this with my own hand. I will repay it in full, not to mention to you that you owe to me even as your own self as well. Now, let's back up a moment. So, he's asking, Paul is definitely asking Philemon to accept Onesimus back, but not as a slave. Free him and accept him back as an employee, basically. He's saying if Onesimus has wronged him, meaning if he did indeed take something and he owes that to you, charge that to Paul. And Paul says, I will repay it in full. And Paul, you'll notice Paul says, I write this with my own hand. Now, he's doing this to show that this letter is authentic and to show that he is willing to accept this debt and pay this debt for Onesimus. Onesimus. So it's very important that we notice that he is writing that in his own hand because he is um, making sure that they know this is a letter from him. This is something he started so people could not fake his letters and that he uh, would repay this in full know that that in a legal way if you want to think of it as a legal way that he's accepting uh, this debt from Onesimus and he will pay it so 
that's very that's you know if you think of it that's very nice very gracious of Paul to do that and then he also says now and the way they say this here okay they say this oddly here in the in the uh, amplified Bible so I'm going to read this without the amplification and then I'll read the amplification this is in verse 19 I Paul write this with my own hand I will repay it in full now that's the end normally of what you would hear or see but in the amplified in parentheses it says not to mention to you that you owe to me even your own self as well as if he's saying I guess I think the intent here is as if Paul is kind of reminding Philemon that he was the one that was responsible for his salvation that he saved him through coming there and yeah I think the idea is that Philemon owes Paul because Paul was the one who maybe taught him and brought him to the Lord I'm not clear on this I don't see this in I don't think I've seen this in any other translation so I and I'm not sure that it reads in such a way that it would even hint at that um, I don't think Paul is trying to say something like that. I think Paul is really just saying, I write this with my own hand to let you know that this is real and I will repay it in full, accepting that. So I, I don't know that there's any hint or threat of plus you owe me because that's not here. It's not said. So I'm not sure where they get that from that, you know, like there's a hint that Philemon owes Paul for something. So. I'm just going to say, I, I really do like the Amplified Bible, but in this one weird case, it doesn't even sound like it makes sense to me. Now, maybe it, maybe we should look at some of the other translations and see what we think of that. And definitely, I have the, uh, the ESV right here with me, the English Standard. And if I look at verse 19, okay, he says it differently here. He says, I, Paul, write this with my own hand. I will repay it. And then there is, like I mentioned here, to say nothing of your owing me, even your own self. So again, I think he's just saying that due to his teaching, and maybe he's the one that brought Philemon to salvation himself, that Philemon, you know, should try to do this, you know, <clears throat> that in a way he spiritually owes Paul anyway. So I guess there is that intent there, that tone. I just I just hadn't seen it that way. When I was reading this, it just seemed seems awkward, it seems odd, but uh, nonetheless he's reminding Philemon then that uh first he'll repay it, but he's also reminding him and remember that, you know, I'm the one that brought you to the Lord, I guess is what he's saying. It's what he's implying that, you know, so that you owe me in a sense, in a, in a sense, but, uh, but that doesn't really, you know, that's not really the kind of thing that we would usually say or how we would say that, but I, I think he's just trying to remind Philemon that, uh, you know, by making him think about the fact that he came to salvation too, that he has been, you know, uh, in the same place Onesimus has been before, meaning that he was unsaved. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll move on from that since that, again, seems awkward and kind of unusual to me. So he says, yes, my brother, or no. 
I'm sorry, verse 20, Yes, brother, let me have some benefit and joy from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. So he is encouraging him to do this in the Lord. With, you know, um, I write to you perfectly confident of your obedient compliance, since I know that you will do even more than I ask. So, at the same time, also prepare a guest room for me in expectation of a visit, for I hope that through your prayers I will be granted the gracious privilege of coming to you at Colossae. So he's planning to return to the Colossians if he can. Greetings to you from Epaphras, my fellow prisoner here in the cause of Christ Jesus, and from Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my fellow workers. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. And that is all of Philemon. It is just this one chapter, and it is just this one short letter asking Philemon to do the correct thing and release Onesimus from his slavery, but instead accept him as an employee. And perhaps more, I mean, because he does say that he he believes Philemon will do even better than what he's asking of him. But, I don't know. Uh, Paul sometimes, in, in like in this letter, he feels like he has authority to order people to do things and maybe in a, as a spiritual father or a spiritual leader he did feel that way um, but you'll notice he didn't even though he did feel like he could do that and I think some of that stems from we don't see things that way uh, religiously in the church in our congregations now yes we will uh, follow the guidance of our elders and and do a lot of things like that but we won't necessarily take direct orders from someone <laughs> i mean we're just we're not really geared that way we don't we don't take a lot of direct orders from someone now we will of course follow the bible and we're we welcome someone to teach us and show us in the bible how we should be and what we should do uh, but I would say that our nature is not, maybe we still have that old rebellious nature that's seen throughout the whole Bible, and we don't want to be bossed around, but now we, we need to come to the Lord, and he needs to be able to tell us what's right and wrong, and we need to accept that. So, I don't know, I, I just, you know, I think about this, and Paul, he, he presents kind of an attitude here of like, well, I could tell you to do this, and I'm sure you would do it. But I would prefer to ask you to do it. And I think that is really the right attitude. And that's the attitude we should have when we are trying to ask someone to make a correction to make something right. We should ask them to do it. And we should kindly ask them to do it. And I don't think we should make any hint or threat of ordering or bossing them or saying they owe us or anything like that. So that's just my thought on the matter. But uh, this is a good example of uh, also how we should be as Christians and how we should think of you know we should not want how do I say this there's there's probably not the the best way of saying it. there's I don't know what the best way of saying this is but we as Christians we should we should really not want people to be like 
slaves for us or want them to be our slave okay now I know this went on thousands of years ago and hundreds of years ago and I and I'm not putting people down for the way society was and the way things were but I think this was an example very early on of how we should not really condone and support slavery but rather should try to uh, you know convert that over to more of an employee type of thing and, and give them their their freedom and that's what should have always been done and you know some people uh, have said before that they thought you know the Bible was promoting slavery but I don't believe it does I, I believe it promotes even through just this little letter it promotes the opposite so had we been following the Bible all along, I don't think there would have been an issue. Um, because here is an example of Paul saying, look, this man should be freed, you know. Uh, so, to me it's important. Sometimes we get too focused on the negative aspects of, of that historical. The Slavery in the past is a historical fact, right? I mean, it just was. That doesn't make it right, but it was. It, it is what it was. That's the way that was. I, we don't have to like it, but that's part of our history. There's a lot of things in history we don't like. But we get so focused on the negative things, on the bad things, and we forget about... I think we lose sight of the good things in the struggle. Not, not the good... There's nothing good about slavery, but I'm just saying... In the struggle to reverse slavery and to get people free, we lose sight of the people, like for the, the people that formed like the Underground Railroad and helped slaves get free, the people who, you know, fought to get uh, others, slaves, their freedom. You know, we lose sight of that. Those Those people who fought, they weren't all just, you know, one... Well, they weren't all the same or one skin pigment. They were all different skin pigments. You know, you had all the shades of people helping with the Underground Railroad and fighting for freedom. So, you know, it's something to remember that sometimes the, the very people you, uh, you might want to accuse of... of uh, what of of being the bad guys were the very same people or are descendants of the very same people that helped get your freedom so you know we kind of have to we kind of need to look at that and realize that and again not everyone we can't paint everyone with the same big brush and say everyone's all bad um, we really have to go on a case by case and we have to look at things uh, individually Nonetheless, I guess I'm getting a little off on a tangent there, but uh, I just think historically we need to look at it from the fact that uh, it was something that occurred that we don't like, but we want to make sure it doesn't happen again, and we want to remember the struggle to get folks free. And we, uh, when we do that, we want to remember all the people involved. We don't want to remember just part of the story, because then we'll have the wrong viewpoint and we we remember it incorrectly and inaccurately so all right so that's our take here i think the real main takeaway here is that paul is stepping up for a fellow christian 
uh, and saying, "Look, we should, you know, we should. Uh, he should have his freedom, and maybe make him your employee and let him work for you. He'd be useful to you at this point, more useful now that he's a Christian." So that's just something to think about, and it is, uh, it's a good thing that was done. So. I think we can take from this, even though we don't know 100%, I think we can take away from this that Philemon most likely did, you know, free Onesimus and that he really just basically became an employee in his household. So, all right. I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. And uh, remember, God loves you.